We are now joined by Lou Korak from NHL.com and the Hockey News covering the St. Louis Blues. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate you. You got it. How are you? Good. I, I loved your, I just tweeted it out, player to watch versus the Oilers, Robert Thomas. I was going to ask you about him because I think he's the best player who might be not be universally famous yet. And I always have a theory about names. Like if his name was Red Berenson, I think he'd be more famous. But Robert Thomas is a hell of a hockey player. Yeah, he's had a great year this year. It's, uh, you know, you would you always wondered coming in what he was going to do and how things were going to go because basically, you know, the keys were handed to him. Uh, he's, he was jumping into uh, the long-term contract where he's averaging uh, over $8 million AAV per season. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly is no longer here. The Blues, that was basically the transition from one to the other. And uh, I think he's handled it well. He's the only guy on the team that's over a point per game player. And I think what's really impressed me the most this year about Robert Thomas is he, he relishes and challenges those opportunities to go up against the opposition's top line players. He's obviously going to get draw that assignment tonight with uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl and company. And uh, he's, he's done well in those matchups. And uh, not only that, it, it's been a good balance because – not only has he been mindful of those uh, defensive challenges, but he's also been able to put up points, too. He was the one that ended uh, Nathan McKinnon's, uh, I believe it was a 19-game point streak earlier in the year, and did it well. And th- those, are, those are the opportunities, I think, that he really relishes more than anything. And I think, really, the points have been more of a bonus of his hard work throughout the year. The, uh, you know, confirmation of that, I always go to Puck IQ, which which bins all of the, the quality of opposition where elites and mid-level and then lesser lights. And according to them, Robert Thomas has played 39.2% of his time at five on five against the lead competition and done extremely well. And, and you know, they there's some good players on this team, but Schnevich having a good year. Uh, Jordan Kyra's having a good year. Uh, from from your point of view, when you're looking at this team, uh, I think most fans who maybe don't pay attention to the Blues all the time are mildly surprised that they're in a playoff spot uh, today. Should they be number one? And and aside from Robert Thomas, what else has worked out well for St. Louis this year? I think I think it's a valid uh, point that the teams or teams, not just teams, but fans too, would be surprised. To be honest with you, I am a little surprised myself, uh, but they've, they've gone on a little bit of a run here that uh, has elevated them because, you know, quite frankly, they're for a good stretch uh, during the transition in, during the coaching change. Uh, you know, they were on the outside looking in and chasing, but you know, they've, they've won seven out of their last nine games, a little bit of a hiccup Tuesday against the Toronto Maple Leafs. But I think to be honest with you, uh, what's been a mainstay and recently they've gotten secondary scoring, but I think throughout the season and the numbers may not be reflective of it, but I just think their goaltending has been able to keep them in games. And uh, they've had some games now where they've fallen behind, but, but they're staying in the fight now for 60 minutes. And I think that's something that, coach drew banister is really harped on is not not to wait out early in games more times than not one to nothing would turn into two to nothing deficits three to nothing and next thing you know by the end of the first period early second they're already out of a game and 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 their special teams have really skyrocketed especially their uh their power play their power play uh before tuesday uh, on their seven and one stretch was uh, I think only second in the league behind Tampa in that stretch at 37.5%. And a lot of the year they were laboring around last in the league. So their power play has really gotten them going. 
and they've needed it. And their special teams, or not just special teams in general, but PK has also been good as well. And uh, that's really held them in games. But overall, systematically, I just think their goaltending has really held them in a lot of games because these guys, Jordan Bennington, who's going to get the start tonight, and Joel Hofer have made critical saves when they've needed to be made. Uh, I'm going to ask you about a young man named Matt Kessel, but I'm going to do it in conjunction with Falk and where he is. So tell me about Kessel and tell me where Falk is in, in getting back. You know, it's it's interesting that you bring up Matthew Kessel. It's been really it's it's been a great story. And when Falk initially got injured against Colorado on December 29th, Kessel is the one that they brought up and a lot of people thought that maybe this was just going to be one of those where he's just going to be a fill-in. I don't think he's going back down. If he goes back down, I would be shocked at any point. I think this kid has earned himself an NHL job and a permanent NHL job. Uh a lot of, I talked to his coach at, at UMass Amherst, and he also told me, Greg Carville, who's who's a former assistant coach uh, in the NHL, and understands, I mean, this is a guy that coached Kale McCarr in college. So I think he has a pretty good understanding of uh, defensemen uh, and what it takes to make it in this league. But he just says he's, he's a calm, cool character. He just doesn't get flustered by the situation. And I think he's handled the minutes well. And I think that's what's been good for him is, is he's gone up also playing with Tory Krug. I think he's elevated Tory Krug's game. He's had to jump into Falk spot and he's going up against top guys as well. And he's thrived in those situations and he doesn't make very many turnovers. He just makes the simple play. I know it sounds boring and I know it sounds bland, but it's been exactly what this team needs. Is he a guy that's going to jump off the charts and be one of those guys that's going to be one of these offensive defensemen and put up numbers like McCarr? No, but he's been exactly what the St. Louis Blues have needed. And with Justin Falk being out of the lineup right now, and Drew Bannister said today that they continue to monitor him as day-to-day. He hasn't been on the ice. Uh, Matthew Kessel's been a, a breath of fresh air for this team. Luke Hark, our guest, NHL.com and the Hockey News. I wanted to ask you as well, 7-3-0 and in the last 10, and they're they're holding on to a playoff spot. We talked about that before. Yet I always hear them talk about as a seller, like, you know, maybe, uh, and maybe it's mm-hmm. McNevich, you know, solo, but I... I are they a buyer or a seller, or is it just about McNavich, and that's why he, they, they keep getting mentioned in the trade rumors? I think they're in a holding pattern right now, and I think that's where Doug Armstrong is, and I think that's where he's going to continue to stay right up through the March 8 trade deadline. I honestly, even if they're able to somehow continue to surge and continue to solidify, right now they're holding the second uh, wild card in the Western Conference. I don't think Doug Armstrong is going to alter this roster, or I should say make additions, unless he feels like this team, not only he's not going to look at them as just a team that's going to get in, but he wants them to be a team that can can make inroads and, and, and go on a deep playoff run. A couple of years ago, he did the same thing where the Blues were right there. They traded Paul Stasny right at the deadline, and they were actually holding the second wild card, and he even explained at that time that, He just didn't feel like that that team at that point was going to be a team that was going to be able to go on a deep run, and he wanted to acquire assets for the future, which he was able to do. And I think he's going to do the same thing here. I still maintain that 
if he does anything, I think he's going to subtract off of this roster if he feels like it's going to continue to build this team for the immediate future. I wanted to ask as well about a very popular Edmonton Oil King going back to, well, a couple of years ago or three, uh, Jake Neighbors. He's having a Cy Young year, 18 goals and five assists, but 18 goals in 52 games, that is good production. How has he looked? Excellent. And I, you know what? I'll tell you what, he has become an instant fan favorite. And uh, there are people here that feel like uh, he's going to be future captain material for the St. Louis Blues down the road. And uh, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, he's well liked in the locker room for a 21 year old. To me, he's wise beyond his years. And I think what what people and St. Louis has always been kind of known as that blue collar city. And I think what people really appreciate about his game is he plays a blue collar game. He's going to go to the net. He's going to drive the net. He's going to station himself there. He's going to, he knows he's going to take punishment. He absorbs it, but yet he continues to get up and he continues to come back. And that's where a lot of, uh, that's where a lot of his production is, is he's, he's living from the dots on in and, and, and it's been a success for this team. They haven't had, Really, to me, a player like that that plays that kind of a game, the last one that I can, that I can recall in, in recent memory for the Blues has been David Backus. Mm-hmm. They've been missing a player like that. And guys that are, you know, they become predictable in defending when you know that when the opposition knows that nobody's going to be there to try to run interference and, and get some traffic at the goal. But Jake Neighbors has been exactly that. Uh, his goals aren't pretty, but it doesn't matter, and, and he understands that. I think he's uh, becoming quite aware of uh, what his calling card is in the NHL. He's not afraid to check. He's not afraid to be a, a tenacious four checker, and it's been really effective. And uh, a guy that started out in the bottom six has quickly earned himself a spot in the top six on this team. Lou, I enjoy reading you. I loved visiting with you. Thank you so much. You have a great day. You too. Thank you for having me. All right. Lou Korak from... NHL.com writes for the Hockey News as well, and a really good read. Gives you a good idea about what's going on.